Well, every night I go out running Or riding my bike I like the sweat, I like the flow I get, I like the feeling of the night air Hitting my lungs I like the feeling of rain While sticking out my tongue Sometimes I like to pretend I'm on a secret mission Sometimes I'm just making sure it's not something out there happening That I'm missing And I swear to you I get a real high from it Fuck alcohol and fuck all that shit and fuck TV Let's meet up with our bikes down by the old train bridge I'll race you downtown and I'll show you what you miss from me inside And let's live our lives tonight Let's ride our bikes into the Starting it off right with the cough. <clears throat> Hello, folks. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Garrett Schalke podcast. I am your allergy-ridden, uh, humid host, Garrett Schalke. And we are back in Kalamazoo. It's a beautiful 75-degree, cloudy, rainy day outside. <laughs> Boy, how do you love to see it. And I am once again with once again with uh, my editor, my psychedelic guru, and still current GSP appearance champion, <laughs> Zach Elmblad. Well, hello, Zach. Uh, uh, God, why am I asking how you doing? We've been talking for like two hours with business shit. Mm-hmm. And we have, but I mean, I'm doing fine. I guess I don't know. Good. I'm busy. Um, the COVID nineteen Cor- is, Cor- is like COVID nineteen is like falling all, all apart, and now people are starting to like do things in public with each other again. So that's always good. Yeah, I like that. You're, you're fully vaccinated, right? I am. I am. Yeah. Which one did you get? Uh, Moderna. 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 Yes, uh, Moderna. I got the J and J one. Nice. The one that was killing. Pregnant women? Yeah, something? I know. And because because <laughs> I am a man, not a pregnant woman, I did not get blood clots. This whole time I thought you were a pregnant woman. I've known you for years. I was wondering when you were going to have yeah. that baby. You've been pregnant for like five years. Fuck, dude. It makes it, so much it just, sense now. It just will not come. I'm getting sick of it. <laughs> Turns uh, out it's just a tapeworm. Who knew? No, I'm pretty sure it's a kid. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go to Planned Parenthood, but I think I might go to... One of those places that are across the street from the Planned Parenthood. <laughs> El- Elvish children take twelve years to gestate in the womb. Yeah. No. The, no. I heard the rumor is that uh, you'll go in there and think it's an abortion clinic or at least planned services, but then they'll say, "Yeah, abortion's fun, but have you considered Jesus?" Oh, yikes! Like so, they like set up shop across Planned Parenthood. Yeah, oh, for, yeah, yeah, for okay, jokes aside, yeah, this is one this of those fucking th- insidious, man. Yeah, so this is, yeah, I clearly, you clearly see them here at Kalamazoo, uh, yeah. across from Planned Parenthood. It's like an office building. I think like one of them is like basically a fake, uh, not abortion clinic, <laughs> but uh, uh, family services. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you know, basically you'll go in thinking, like, oh, well, they'll help me. They're faith-based. I'm this and that. Yeah. Then they basically just kind of guilt-trip you into not getting an abortion. And mm-hmm. 
suggests other shit and then wag the Jesus finger in your face. Man, we're just diving right in today, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Slap. Listen, audience, I hope you like being controversial, because here we are, two fucking grown men talking about women's rights. (laughs) This has got to be great for you. Two straight (laughs) Caucasian fellows. And on top of and on top of that, uh, I have a pre-summer cough, and you are just full of cannabis vape coughs. So there's plenty of alleged, that. allegedly. Oh wait, no, this is, a, this is a legal activity in the state of Michigan. Oh wait, is it is it legal? Absolutely. I bought this at a store, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, no cops are going to listen to this thing anyway. Yeah, nah, I doubt it. <laughs> but yeah, if no they did, luck. Uh, man. I don't like you. No, me neither. Please stop listening to this podcast. Go go listen to Joe Rogan experience. Go lift some weights. Drink some right. fucking whey protein. I don't know what you do. Yeah, go go uh, go go clean that. If you hear straight white men won't be able to say anything, even though you're like one of the most. You're literally the the new king of media. Go fucking wipe the jizz off your Leonardo DiCaprio poster. Wait, what? I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of like homophobic cops are secret, secret like gay dudes. Oh, that, that's, that's that's basically what I was trying to get at there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I about to say that's actually uh, true for a lot of homophobic people, especially yeah, just uh, in general. Especially if they're like high-ranking politicians who are like trying to actively pass shit to make LGBT people's lives shittier. Yeah, I, I wonder how. How that works in somebody's brain, that those mental gymnastics where they're like, I hate myself so much, I want to introduce legislation to make something that I like doing illegal so but that I have to make it a crime and I feel bad doing it. I don't know what I, the fucking thing I is. Think, I think it's just greed. Probably. Like, like, you want the power that comes with that. You want the money that will possibly come with that. You know, because, like, say, a religious organization or a homophobic organization or whatever. Homophobic organization. What a complicated fucking world we live in, man. And, the, and then, like, that same senator or representative would be, like, caught in an airport bathroom trying to, like, blow you. Right. Stall. Or they're caught, like, smoking crack with a with a, <laughs> with a rent boy. Getting his dick stuck fucking a hole in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, Remember that the guy that was, like, uh, it was a senator and they couldn't find him? And he, like, his staff said he was hiking on the Appalachian Trail, and, like, they went to the Appalachian Trail, and no one fucking could find him because he was actually in Brazil with his, like, girlfriend, like, his cheated, like, his the, the girl he was cheating on his wife with. No, I haven't heard of that. <coughs> God, I don't know why. I, I remember it being in the news cycle forever ago. But it was before I hiked on the Appalachian Trail, huh. and I just did this, did this inspire you? No, it didn't. No, trail? no. My, my the friend of mine depicted in Borderline Vagabond, my third novel, Hooper Felonius. He's the person who inspired me to hike the Appalachian Trail. Uh, yeah. Right. Did you ever get your dick stuck in a tree? I did there, not. I've never. Trail? I've never attempted. Or even thought about really until now fucking a tree, and I really only <laughs> thought about it conceptually as a joke about somebody else because no, I can't imagine 
dropping my pants and fucking a tree. I just don't think that would be, like, I don't think it would ever occur to me to do that when I was looking at a tree or when I felt like fucking. Like, Dude, either one. There, there's got to be some kind of orientation for that. Someone who wants to, like, a tree fucker? Or just nature in general. Yeah. You should title this podcast Tree Fucker, please. <laughs> I should. I know you can't. But. I, I can. I can just put in a bunch of symbols and people will know what it is. You know, I'm going to look up orientation. People. Tree. Okay, yeah. People who <clears throat> want to have sex with this is trees. This typing voice. Do, 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 do. Oh, God damn it, yeah. Dendrophilia or love of trees. Is huh. it always sexual? And 12 other fucking questions. My Healthline. Okay, here's what some things people have asked. What is it called when you're sexually attracted to trees? Yeah, de- dendrophilia. I Can- met a thanatologist last night. Do you know what that is? No, I haven't. It is a person who studies the process of dying. Like, not, not like, what makes us die, like, not medically dead, but, like, yeah. the process of, like, grieving and end of life and, like, just dying in general. It was yeah. really fucking interesting. She was an artist in residence that I yeah, was... Yeah, that actually sounds like that's something of uh, importance and uh, even something that could relate to, you know, the great questions, like, why are we here? What's our purpose? But we're yeah. not talking about that right now. We're talking I'm about sorry. I always try to fucking talk about things yeah, how, that are fucking too heady how dare for fucking podcast material. How, 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 <laughs> I did have a really cool conversation with that chick, though. She oh, was very fucking smart. Yeah, how dare you try and bring substance. <laughs> oh, I also met a, a chemist at one of the companies that developed uh, the vaccines yeah. um, the other, well, a couple weeks ago. She was also a very interesting person. I've All met right. some really smart people in the last few weeks. All right. Okay. This joke is running out, so I'll just say right. one more question <laughs> is, uh, can you have a relationship with a tree? Can you? Uh, <laughs> like, do, is that in the DM5 or whatever, DM6? No, <laughs> no. According to an article in the Smithsonian in March 2018, researchers have compiled evidence that trees of the same species are actually communal organisms, like humans. Can even form alliances with trees of other species. So yeah, uh, trees are cool with each other. They're not cool with you fucking them. Don't do it. Anyway. Yeah. So no, I wouldn't fuck a tree. And I think that if you did, that would be like a sexual dysfunction and you should go see a psychologist. No, no. Check your, <laughs> check your privilege. We uh, gotta be uh, accepting of many different paraphernalias here. Yeah, I can lube it up and fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> it's a wet hole. You can stick your dick in it. It's fuckable. <laughs> oh, God if it doesn't have sentience, you can't rape it either, I don't think. Oh, God. No, no, no. We are not going that <laughs> Well, you wanted to dive right in right off the bat here, dude. <laughs> uh, uh, this this show is probably you can buy smart water, which is uh, not only stop. Which, since I have this wonderful cough going on, means if I get excited and someone like Zach makes me laugh, I just <laughs> cough and hack while I'm trying not to laugh. Anyway, uh... This episode brought to you by Drake Party Center. 
Party store. Party store, I'm party, sorry. Party center's gonna be in the future. I can't even uh, get the fucking imaginary no. ad read right. <laughs> no. I'll no. never succeed in this business. No, uh, <laughs> party center's what they're gonna call it in our, uh, soon-to-be apocalyptic future. When okay. It's like, Kalamazoo is completely decimated by the climate apocalypse. <laughs> and, uh, Drake Party Center is the only place where you can, like, get smart water and 40s and guns and, uh, <laughs> your fucking CBD. False of blankets. Yeah. You know, you get, you can have the guy... Graham can, scales. Yeah, the guy can pretend to, like, try to sell you the latest CBD while he's, uh, Selling well, he's also selling you a shitty bow and arrow to like go kill super mutant with. Sweet, all right, like electric. <coughs> Imagine if you had like a bow and arrow that shot the electrodes. <laughs> excuse, excuse me while I cough here. Drink smart water, Zachary. Go, it's an elixir. Actually, it's a lot like a. The latest Resident Evil Village, where, like, you know, you get injured and Ethan just pours a bunch of shit on his hand. That's kind of like what Smart Water is right now for us. Yeah, it just soothes the throat in a way that only Smart Water can. It can. Anyway, imagine if you had, like, a crossbow with taser darts on the head of the crossbow bolt, so you'd, like, get somebody with the crossbow and then you could zap them. I bet like the, that's the kind I, of weapon. I'm pretty you would sure like I'm pretty sure that's probably like an arrow that like Green Arrow or Hawkeye is used <laughs> in the comics. I mean, literally like both of them have like arrows that can like they have like nuke arrows and one of them has like a black hole arrow. <laughs> so like when you start hanging out around scuba dive shops, especially down in like the Caribbean and stuff, uh, there's this thing called like harpooning or I don't even know what it's really called but it's like a combination of fishing and marksmanship and free diving so you like go down with this elaborate like spring loaded harpoon gun and you try to like swim up to fish and shoot them with this barbed dart that's like connected to a line with a reel on it that's attached to the gun you shoot them with and then you like attach that line to yourself so that like the, the fish, like, you're gonna catch the fish because it's, like, implanted in its fucking chest but cavity it, like, or whatever. Drags you along. But yeah, 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 what? yeah. It can drag you along and you, like, pull yourself to it if you're catching a really big one, like, rather than... What the fuck are you gonna do to, like, the big fish? Like, you're underground. Are you gonna, like, Steven Seagal snap his neck? <laughs> yeah, like, punch him in the fucking eye? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. That, that sounds... Well, spear fishing. that's that, what they call it. Okay, okay. I've heard spear fishing, but I don't... I never heard... I never heard of, like, shoot a fish... To a spear that's attached to you and have it drag you. Along. It's not. It's not like that, man. It's more like a safety thing so that they're not going to run away. It's more like tethering the Sa- fish to safe. you. Safe, but you're getting dragged by a fish. Safety meaning you don't want to lose your prey. But there are. Here's a great example of I, why I, this could I, be a good thing. I'm just very confused. Right uh, here's now. here. Okay, so say there's an invasive fish species in your inland waterway. And you want to eradicate it. And it just so happens that it's also good eating. Now, if you just hire a bunch of spear fishermen to come with their crazy suits and go dive into the bayou or whatever and spearfish, say, lionfish, and, like, 
because they're like poisonous and like they can hurt kids or whatever yeah. like you eradicate all of the lionfish from this area and then you grill them all up everybody has a big taco Tuesday and then like it's a big fun time so it's not like all it's sort of in the same way as like they're just managing populations it's sort of wildlife management more than it is like weird rich guys with <laughs> fucking harpoon guns you know or, or just what Zach Elmblad does on like it's what I fantasize about while I'm just working 18 hours a day in this like, fucking uh, room like uh you know I'm working on this fucking this fucking shitty house you're gonna go lionfish spear spear you're hunting just ang- you're just angrily editing a photo like uh, instead of like editing this fucking shitty vacation house photos I could be attaching myself to fish and getting dragged. <laughs> well, it's also gotta be like bigger fish like sharks or whales. Like you can you Yeah, can, I think you fish those from a boat though. Like you wouldn't try to harpoon them because these are things that you have to be able to manhandle to the surface too. So like yeah. maybe a, a small swordfish or like okay. a tu- like a really small tuna. Well there's also like, like the only ones I can really see you like doing that. Like I don't know, you can like spear a bass you could definitely spear a halibut or a flounder, like something that stays on the bottom, or like an eel, or um, a, God, mermaid, what else? A, mermaid. a mermaid. Yeah, you could definitely spear a mermaid <laughs> and haul her back up to your ship, and then like I don't know, she'll trade her voice for legs or something and you sing spe- you songs. Then you can really spear her. <laughs> she can't sing songs after she trades her voice, but she eventually gets it back. I mean, I think we all know the story. Uh, yeah. We're talking about the Disney version, right? Not the real one. Yes, the Disney the, version. The real one, I think that mermaid like actually fucking kills herself at the end. Probably. That seems more yeah in line with a meaningful story, I guess, than a singing crab. Yeah. <laughs> Under the sea. Dude, I remember, like, back when I was in elementary school, I had, like, a singing class I was, a, I was uh, a part of. You had to sing that song. Yeah, you know, the two the two songs that we all always requested, to the point where, like, they banned them, and I don't get why. I mean, under the, one of them was Under the Sea, which makes sense. You know, we're kids, Disney film, one of the greatest animated films of all time. Mm. You know, it's the second one that we just fucking loved and we could not get enough of it and looking back now I just do not understand the appeal hmm. The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot <laughs> I really and like that song I do too I've seen <laughs> Gordon Lightfoot perform it live I can't Hell believe yeah. I can't believe he got through it all without just uh, right oh god I can't imagine yeah. anyway so we just loved that song for some reason I think it was the way he sang it you know the ship went out and it sank in the dollar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they had to, like, ban those two songs because that's all we would want to sing. I can't imagine, like, what... If that class is still going on at L. White Elementary in Alpena, Michigan, <laughs> I can't imagine, like, what songs they have on there now. Like, uh... I don't know. Probably, like, uh... Miley Cyrus's... We can't stop. Maybe that's on. Dude, there. my middle school choir. I convinced my eighth grade class to sing "Nothing Else Matters" by Metallica. <laughs> and, and wow. Okay. Yeah, that was my moody fucking. However old you are in eighth grade, how old are you? Twelve. 
13. Somewhere around there. Right, right before high school. Yeah. That would have been 1998 to 1999. I would have been 13 years old and turned 14 in 1999 in February. <clears throat> now everyone knows exactly how old I am. Hmm. It's been coming up a lot lately. Everyone really? wants to make fun of my fucking Jinkos. Wait, you got Jinkos? I still have a pair of Jinkos from fuck. 1999 that I saved this whole time wow. because they are the most badass respect. fucking pants I ever owned. Serious they respect. They are there. in this building downstairs. I could show them to you. Oh shit! Uh, let, yeah, I actually want to see that. <laughs> do it later. God, dude, I fucking love Jinko back in the day. Yeah, dude. I, I had several pairs. I only kept one. Especially especially because uh, I was more about the kids line, which makes sense since I was a kid then. Mm-hmm. So it was like the Flamehead character I really liked. Yeah. And God, yeah. then... Uh, I, Brings I, you back, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I remember uh, since if no one knows what Jinko jeans look like, Think about, like, more extreme bell-bottoms. Way more extreme. Yeah, yeah so uh, yeah. I had this fucking bully named Terry. Real name, because fuck this guy. <laughs> Terry Shushek, fuck you. I'll fuck tell you, you Terry. I'll, yeah, uh... Yeah, he, I uh... you're a gas station attendant. Oh, better yet. Actually, he's in prison again. I can tell you... Wonderful. I'll tell you why in a sec, but, uh... No offense to gas station attendants out there. <laughs> you actually do a really fucking bang-up job. Just saying. Yeah. Anyway, so entry level guys. Yeah, like this one. Bigger picture. That's when Terry like first started like bullying me in school because my Jinko jeans. And the main reason was because uh, my mom not really understanding the style at the time. She like hemmed them for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best laugh. Is like when you're not just laughing out loud, but you got like the silent. It's kind of like like a tinge tinge of evil. <laughs> That's like the laughter of realization of like all of the context of that. Like, oh, there's something wrong with these. Better fix them. <laughs> it's yeah. so fucking Midwest. Yeah, yeah. I love that shit. Yeah, I, yeah. I try to explain that. Like, mom, that's not how it works. <laughs> blah blah. He's like, no, no. Well, you'll be dragging along your feet. Blah blah blah. <laughs> so she hammed them so that they still look like them, but they, but like my, they weren't like right down covering my mm-hmm. feet. Get torn up. Yeah. And this fucking guy, and Terry's not a smart dude. He's a, besides a piece of shit, he's basically a, uh, not gonna say it, not gonna say the R word. Mm. I stopped saying that last year. I'm sticking to it. I agree with you. I support that decision. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, but he's not smart. Let's put it that way. He's not, he's not special needs, but he's very dumb. But somehow he's this, a dumbass. Yeah, somehow Terry's a dumbass. Somehow this fucking moron, like somehow knew that it was hemmed. Like I, no one else but this guy. So he teased me for it. You no know, bully, turn the bullying until, like a lot of bullies, you know, you say something back, then they get pissed and try to assault you. So we always had it out in the hallway over my fucking jinko jeans. Then my mom unhemmed them for me, <laughs> which he then bullied me over that. But don't worry, I won in the end, folks, because uh, Terry's been in and out in prison for years for meth production and for, and for spousal abuse. Wonderful. And best of all, he's back for another five-year stint. You know why? Well, first of all, he, 
he uh, assaulted someone at a nearby gas station when he was probably on meth again. Some poor gas station attendant? No, no, just some random dude oh. who was probably out there, like, in chips or something. Aw. Just trying to get and, a roller dog. Yeah, and of course, you know, he got arrested, and he got the bail, and arrested again, you know, when he was going to trial. And, uh, apparently he decided to, uh, try to start a prison riot at our at Alpena County Jail. What a dingus. Terry is a dumbass. Yeah, he? yeah, wow. so imagine this fucking northern Michigan meth head. And this is real from the article that they wrote in Alpena News. He was, tr- he was trying to convince people to do a prison, a jailbreak with him. And he was saying, like, yeah, if we do it, we'll be legends. <laughs> this uh, guy's paying all these people in honey buns that fucking, like, Ted Nugent paid for in his commissary. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. But uh, Some concrete but executive. He, but, yeah, he didn't get far, and that got slapped onto his <laughs> sentence. Jesus. And the best thing of all, too, was that... Uh, we had, like, this shitty local DJ. Well, I say local DJ because, like, he does, like, an internet show where he plays, like, a lot of trap and, like, turns music. Huh. Screwed and chop hip-hop. Like, his big logo is, like, a fucking... <laughs> it's a cup of purple drank. Nice. Who's, like, all, all sick and he's, like, holding a blunt. This is his logo. He's also famous because uh, he tried like steal f- from what like, money from like the change jar at a local uh, uh, late night spot. You know, you know, one of those things where, like you give money to the Humane Society or whatever. Mm. So he tried to steal money from them. So that's like how he's infamous in my town. Wow. Anyway, this fucking shitty DJ did like a two part series called like Interview with an Inmate: Cor- Corruption in Alpena, Michigan. Where he interviewed Terry and this other piece of shit who was in there. Yeah, uh, basically, uh, it's just these shitty phone conversations. And, and it's one of those things where, like, if you're really against the cops and the police and the prison system, which I am, Mm -hmm. you would almost feel a little bit, uh, empathetic towards them. Like, yeah, that's shitty. That should have happened to you. You know, you were assaulted by a cop, blah, blah, blah. But every few minutes, he would always say, like, yeah, you know, we're for real. If you don't believe us, then fuck you. Like, yeah, you're lying. You're full of shit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she guy who made fun of my Jinko jeans in elementary school, <laughs> back in prison for another five fucking years. I'm sure he'll come back to Alpena, smoke more meth, and go back to prison again. Terrence. To, to quote one guy in my town who's also kind of a character... He's one of those tough guy that like who like threatens to beat up people and shit all the time. Mm-hmm. He actually made a comment on the article where it talked about his sentence and, and he said, uh, "Yeah, hopefully that hopefully the his bus gets lost and no one sees that piece of shit ever again." <laughs> so yeah, uh, so yeah, I want to see these Jinko jeans later. All right, man, I've got some Jinko jeans. They exist. Wow. Uh, Nearly a half hour is talking a bunch of shit. <laughs> that's but, awesome. But that's really is like, <laughs> I actually uh, my previous podcast I did with the uh, the great Noah Cicero, one of my literary heroes. Mm-hmm. Great thing, great show, great time talking to him. And I have to say, uh, during these ones, I have to be a little more formal, more professional. But 
with you, Zachary Elmblad, I can just throw that all out <laughs> the window. Cheesing. We're just cheesing in here, man. I can just throw that all out the window. <laughs> you want to talk about aliens? Sure. Fucking talk about UFOs, man. Anything new? Yeah. There's been all sorts of, like, re- like officially recognized UFO footage. That's about all there is that's new. There's, like, oh, well. more grainy fucking... Well, there's always Targeting that... Targeting computer footage. There's, there's that uh, theory that I've always heard is that... Uh, I almost saw a UFO the other day. Not almost. I fucking saw a UFO. I don't mean to interrupt you, but that's why I brought it up. So, uh, go ahead. Okay, I'll hear that for a sec. But yeah. So, I did want to ask. Uh, there's always this theory about uh, them trying to, like, condition us for first contact. When, like, the right. aliens yeah. land, they make yeah. themselves known. Yeah, disclosure and, yeah. theory. Yeah. Yeah, uh... You think it's actually working at all? Like honestly, yeah, dude. I th- I honestly think that that's probably exactly what's happening. Like, imagine if, like, you know, do you remember the little news blip about how the COVID relief bill had this thing about how the military needs to release all of its UFO footage over yeah. the next like eighteen months or something like yeah. that? Like, I I think that that is sort of like that small incremental like suggestion that hey maybe we might start seeing these things in the news soon and then once we start seeing these things in the news soon maybe you're going to start hearing a lot more people seeing them in reality and then once that starts maybe maybe it's going to come out that hey this is something that we're going to have to deal with as a civilization and as like a uh, uh, culture like a global culture like this is the new reality like that might be a thing that happens. I don't know. I'd say it's possible. You know? I mean, uh, I remember last year, like, they showed that video of, like, I don't know. It was, it was, like, right in the midst of COVID, like, when we, like, first started. Mm-hmm. And it showed, like, this actual footage that kind of looked like Galaga. In a way. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. That's and the, the, and, the pi- and the pilot's like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And someone noted, like, 2020 has just been so crazy that they... Literally just set, just reveal that aliens exist and no one gives a shit. Yeah, yeah, I remember that being a meme, like, in, like, April or May yeah, of yeah, last year. Yeah, something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. But, I mean, that's, that's I think, I, I think the, the, the main stance that, like, the public-facing government officials are starting to say is, yeah, there's some weird shit. We don't know what it is, but it could also be like Chinese space lasers. Well, that, so who that's another. That's another. Yeah. There's one of two things that I think would happen. One, a uh, disclosure does happen, like, or the aliens literally land or whatever. Yeah. And we all freak the fuck out because uh, I think that's I, likely. I, I, to I literally don't think like we're gonna. It's gonna go well because yeah, unless so unless they're like. What do they call them? People like, be pouring gasoline in fucking plastic bags and all sorts of shit. Buying oh, we, toilet oh, paper. Oh, oh, we, we're doing that without aliens. <laughs> but, uh, wait, you didn't do that, did you? No. Okay, God. good. Okay, good. No. I don't know, man. No. <laughs> no, I use glass mason jars. Okay, that's better. I mean, I mean, if you could put your, if you could put, if you could store your urine in it, you could store gas. And my fingernail clippings too. Combine oh. them both. Yeah, don't look under the couch, right? And no. don't don't dig up my backyard. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I honestly, are you trying to infer that I'm a Howard Hughes figure that I just. 
stay in a hidey hole and don't talk to anyone. What, really? I, I always thought we both agreed that we're both kind of Ted Kaczynski fans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're more there. I'm like nearly halfway. Oh, I've got building materials for the cabin already, dude. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I've, I've, Get me out of society, yep, please. And I've been to Dollar Tree many a time. I got our packages. And all that. <laughs> no, no. That I will not infer <laughs> as far as my activities. I intend to harm no one. I intend to sit on rocks when I'm an old man, stare at the fucking birds. Un- until That's what I want to do. Un- until or watch tomatoes grow in real time. <laughs> until, you know, they pave over all that. And then how else are you going to get your revenge? <laughs> I'll get my revenge by I will fucking have my revenge. sending poorly improvised explosive <laughs> devices to people who are, didn't, he bring didn't that deserve it. Poorly? I mean, didn't he, like, bring down a plane with that? The first, like, ten of them just, like, burned and fucking people got burns on their hands. Uh, like, he only killed, like, three people uh, but okay. injured, like, 40. No, I thought, he, I thought one of them, like, exploded in a plane. Yeah, I don't down. think it died. I don't think... Bo- I don't. I don't know. I'm speaking okay. about things that I don't fully understand. Uh, okay, you're right. It did go off on a plane, or it was about to go off on a plane, or they caught it on yeah. the tarmac. Something happened with a plane. Yes. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, anyway, uh, and we are not Ted Kaczynski types. I do appreciate the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I like and, it though. Anyway, I like uh, what you did. Well, we're we're talking about disclosure there. The yes, only, we were. The only way I could see us as a species not completely freaking out. Is if they're like, I think they call them the Nordics or the tall blondes. Yeah, yeah like the that basically look types. like us. Yeah, but if they're anything else, like they're gray lizard or they're, men, or they're yeah. reptilians, ants, holy fucking yeah. elder gods from H.P. Lovecraft. We're, yeah, we're gonna freak the fuck out. I think so, dude. Like, it's like yeah. it's like okay, everyone, we're preparing you for half a century yeah. for disclosure. For so here they are. What's the alien? The the like. Big green guy in Futurama that's always trying to take over. Oh, uh, Zorg or something. Yeah, yeah, whatever his name. Zorg, is. don't yeah. know why you just don't eat them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if some guy like that just like materializes in Times Square and he's like, "Yeah, you've got sixteen days, humans. Surrender all of your fucking espresso, <laughs> or you're all gonna fucking die." Yeah. I mean, aside from looking like humans. Particularly <clears throat> Caucasian Aryan humans. Right. Yeah. Well, the ones that look like Jesus, you mean? <laughs> yeah, who look like people that Hitler wanted to worship. Yeah. I, I also think it's their fuckability that's good. Really the fuckability is. Like, can, can, is, this, yeah. is this alien hot enough for me to fuck it? Yeah, I mean, just and, like I a mean, tree. And I mean, you gotta be able to fuck well, it. Well, I mean, in general, <laughs> like, humanity in general finds them attractive, not like a paraphernalia. Yeah. Okay, like oh, like like three what, what, out of what? four wood bang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> think of like six su- out of ten. Think of like su- think of like Superman. He's Kryptonian. <laughs> would you fuck? Would you want to fuck a Kryptonian? I mean, have you seen <laughs> Supergirl or a Dragon Ball? Goku. He's a Saiyan. Goku, Vegeta, Saiyans, and they both have human wives and have Saiyan children. But they're like those, human those scaled. You yeah. think he's got a big old fucking log? Maybe. I mean, you never see it in his, like, tight-ass uh, pants. I feel like if that was, like, uh, canon, that yeah. he also had, like, a spiked fucking dick that shot out fire. 
I feel like that. that was, I don't know. That was a, Is that discuss- canon? That's a discussion <laughs> about Superman. It's like, well, if he if he shoots, super dick. Yeah, if he shoots inside Lois Lane, does he like blow her? She's got to have a steel plate in the small of her fucking back. <laughs> Can I talk about my UFO sighting? Yeah. I think that was from the movie Mallrats, by the way. Was it? Yeah, we're like... Don't they talk about the Return of the Jedi and, like, blowing up... The ethics of blowing up the Death Star? Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was that one, but no, uh, Stan Lee has a cameo, of course, in Mallrats, and Mm -hmm. the main character freaks out because it's Stan Lee. Mm -hmm. Instead of asking, like, important questions, yeah, just ask a bunch of dumb shit like, oh, can Superman come inside Lois without killing her, or can, the, the Mr. Fantastic, he all his body stretches, that includes his dick. It's just like the <laughs> stupidest shit you would never imagine asking a legend right. like Stanley. Okay, so you saw an alien. Was, I did not see an alien. Was it fuckable? I saw a suspect craft, and it was far enough away that my dick would not have reached it. <laughs> God damn. So I don't. That's uh, the. Let's call its fuckability status the, undetermined. That's the worst. <laughs> the worst type. Okay, for, so for real. Uh, I only like things I can fuck. <laughs> don't we all? So that's what. That's why I'm probably gonna end this podcast soon because I cannot fuck it. <laughs> all right. So I was driving down the road, and it was a like clear blue sky day. And I was on my way to go fly my drone. And so I was just kind of looking in the sky for air traffic anyway. And so as I'm scanning the sky, just in my general practice of, like, looking around while I'm driving so I don't hit a deer or something, like, I see this craft that looks like my drone, like like a Phantom Four, like, mm-hmm. flying through the air. And I'm like, oh, cool, who's flying a fucking drone? So I kind of, like, casually view it. And as it accelerates across the road, I realize that it's not a drone, and it's moving really, really, really fast, because I have that drone that I confused it with, and it cannot go that fucking fast. So I'm like, is that a bird? And then I went, wait, what? And as soon as I kind of, like, like looked at it for real, it made this, like, crazy banked turn... And almost seemed to, like, fold into reality. Like, it, it as if it was, like, it, it like, <coughs> swooped up and, and made, like, a cool banked, like, jet fighter maneuver. Yeah. And then, like, made a 90-degree turn. But when it finished its turn, it was just gone. Oh. Like. Oh, because that's a theory of alien space travel. Either they're, like, super fast and they just know, like, uh. Hyperspace in Star Wars, mm-hmm. or they uh, they are interdimensional beings, right? And they yeah. can literally just fold through fold, time, fold, yeah. yeah, go travel time, fucking fold into a dimension, do yeah. another one, just. Well, I'll run. tell you, dude. I like, I kept driving or whatever, and I was looking at the sky, trying like, did I fucking miss like the? Did I lose this thing? Like, where did it go? And I'm thinking. Did I see some kind of, like, weird cloud dust thing fucking just, like, evaporate Swamp in the bright gas. sun? Or, yeah, I was Swamp trying gas. to think, like, what could, what else could it have been? But it's like, no, I saw an, a, a craft of some type. Like, I confused it with my personal aircraft, 
right? Well, you, you, okay, like, you, you. I confused it with with having the same shape and general appearance of my aircraft. That's why I noticed it in the sky. Okay, uh, yeah. has this ever happened before? Like never. Okay, because it's never happened to me either. Like I, when I was younger, really get into aliens. I. I wished it would have. Yeah, I yeah, wish it definitely. would have. I wished it would have. Never have. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, that, I, ever. I mean, I used to think I seen ghosts, mm-hmm. but but then as I grew older, I realized like, oh, I was in the dark. My mind was probably playing tricks on me because I'm in the dark. Can't see anything else. As far as I'm concerned, it was an object. It was flying, and I can't identify it. Okay, well, it's uh, a fucking UFO, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can be. It's unidentified yeah. flying objects. Yeah. So it does count. By definition, man, I yeah. fucking saw a UFO. Okay, well, with your drone, though, have you... <laughs> Unless have I was you, completely hallucinating, who knows. Were you high? Probably. Or were you on drugs, Zach? Uh, it depends on your definition of drugs. My activities in the state of Michigan are all legal. Uh, okay, as long as you weren't on adrenochrome, we're good. Never. Not, not even once. No, not even once. Not one time. God, nope. can't believe that ever. Can't believe that ever <laughs> got off the ground. Hunter S. Thompson made a fucking joke. Now everyone thinks it's real. I know. Groups. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, okay, were were you flying your drone at the time? I was not actively flying. I was driving to go. Like I was about one mile or less away from a location where I was going to have to then unpack my drone and fly Wait, it. And this was at night? So, no. During the day, it was like 11 a.m. Yeah. Oh! In the wow. middle of the fucking day. Okay, wow. Middle of the goddamn day, bright-ass sun, like, no clouds, dude. Cause, like, okay. I could show you pictures of that the, is like, special the place then, I took later. Most yeah. UFOs are at night. Yeah, it was not at night. It was white. My, my drone is white. And so, like, I saw it. I mean, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in the sky. And I am a fucking pilot. Like, I'm a maybe it was pilot. a cop. Maybe yeah. it was a cop drone. Uh, maybe because uh, I've seen cop cops use drones, especially uh, last year at Grand Rapids uprising. They, they don't disappear drone. at a high angle in the sky, though. Like, it was like not like something where I could have confused it for having dropped into the trees or something like that. Uh, like, and I just misplaced where it went. It was like I'm driving in the car and the horizon line is you know level with where I'm driving. It was like fucking twenty twenty five degrees up yeah. off the horizon line, like from my perspective. Who the fuck knows how far away and who the fuck knows moving how fast? But maybe this whole thing transpired in two to three seconds. And so it went from my my field of view from the right side of my windshield to the left side of my windshield. And, like, it was about maybe three-quarters of the way across my windshield when it made that high-speed maneuver. And it basically, when it did that, it was going, like, in my direction of travel. So it was moving perpendicular to me in the sky as I was watching it. And then it made it, like, rolled and pitched and yawed all at the same time and, like, made a pocket turn into fucking nothing. And then just yeah. yeeted out of it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, thank you for fucking finding a great, like, cultural expression <laughs> to describe exactly what I'm fucking trying to say. It yeeted it, out of existence, it, yeah. It, 
like hurled itself into nothingness. It fucking made eight out. Yeah, it sure did. <laughs> Folded on itself like a fucking cloud. And I was oh, just no. like, what the shit, dude? What was that? Was yeah. it a cloud? But then I look around, there's not a goddamn cloud in the sky. Like, not one. Not like, oh, hey, here's like a cloud way off in the distance. It was like complete UV radiation, blue goddamn sky. And so I was just like, man, this is weird as hell. And then I was like, did I just see a fucking UFO? <laughs> And how was the rest of your day? Like, <clears throat> fine, anything, anything normal. Weird? No, just completely normal. I went and okay, took pictures ca- of houses. Kind of yeah. a semi-related question, but uh, whenever you used your drone, have you ever mm-hmm. caught anything weird on it? Yes, yes, I've definitely flown it, and like people were like nude sunbathing in like properties adjacent, and I oh. had to like fucking get it out of the sky uh, and okay. shit like that. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. well, okay, I guess that's. To kind of be expected. Yeah. And shit happens. But, like, right? nothing of... No, I mean, like... like weird strangeness like, of that for Yeah, a, like, you've yeah. seen, like, a weird creature... Aerial anomalies. Yeah. No, nothing like that. No. Which... God, you need to get your brother on here sometimes. Talk about cryptids. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I'm crypt- sure he'd love to Talk about it. cryptids. Talk about haikus. He just got engaged. Oh, congrats, uh... Yeah. Daniel Elmblad. Yeah. Come on my podcast, you coward. <laughs> you do it. You don't even have to call him a coward. You just got to ask him. He's only um, he's awake from like 5 p.m. to 5 a.m., so you uh, got to kind of catch him in that time. Fuck. Wait, why is he up like that? He works third shift. Oh, uh, okay. And he just likes being awake at night. It's quiet. People don't bother him. You can kind of just play video games and chill. Wait, he's a really cool guy, man. I think you would really enjoy I know, interviewing I know, him. I know. I met. Yeah. I met him that one time when, yeah. uh, when you got when you and your you him and the other brother were working on that movie you made called yeah. Raven. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think we did talk about cryptids a little bit. Probably there. that he loves talking about. I mean, cryptids. I mean, my main thing is like I can understand creatures that are like insect or microscopic size mm. or like underwater like in the ocean and that yeah. but bigger ones like Bigfoot and you know Loch Ness Bigfoot's like, a stretch yeah Loch yeah. Ness I think is a lot easier to wrap your brain around I mean imagine. those things are just so big and we as a species have just encroached all over on every type of environment plus our surveillance have just become so whether yeah. it's like actual surveillance cameras or drones it's it's gotten to the point where it's like we should have found one of these fucking things by now like legit i think you're i definitely think you made a very very good case. i mean and that we're correct i mean we're yeah. always finding like weird shit under the ocean or yeah. like some new stuff coming out of the ocean is really where i imagine cryptids being yeah. a thing but also the thing the thing to think about with with like undiscovered species in general though is that yeah humans have encroached on every type of environment but not the entire environment like there's huge swaths of the western united states that are just like bureau of land management lands they literally there's no human activity on them whatsoever unless you decide to hike your happy ass 200 miles into the fucking wilderness with nothing like that's like, there's no streams or rivers or anything, like, no trails, nothing. It's just fucking trees and rocks, and, like, for hundreds of miles. And so I think I think in a place like that, I, I, I still think you're right. The idea of a Bigfoot is a stretch, or, like, the Ohio grass man. You know what I mean? Yeah, or the Jersey uh, Devil. Sure, yeah. Or that the Moss Man. But, like, maybe... Uh, 
the idea of an undiscovered species that has receded, like maybe a chupacabra. That seems a little more easy to to imagine. But if you want to talk about cryptids, you should talk to my brother. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. But like, just on the general topic, Mike, I think that's my stance. Like, I don't, I have a hard time believing in a cryptid like Bigfoot, unless they were an interdimensional being. Yeah. But like, maybe you saw Bigfoot. I could be in his <laughs> little like Bigfoot pod, his hey, Tic Tac pod. Okay, you know what? Bigfoot can fly. And <laughs> they just have four of them in the fucking, arms of a quadcopter. Fu- fucking, fl- it can not only fly but flick the between dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> flick the bean of the yeah. fucking interdimensional. Actually, the closest the closest I've ever come to a cryptid actually was a. Uh, 2017, when like I first started my week long adventures, mm-hmm. I started off in uh, Chicago, of course. It's a great uh, place to start yeah. an adventure. Yep, love Chicago. Yeah. And um, I'm staying at Chicago Getaway Hostel. Can't recommend it enough. Been staying there for over a decade mm-hmm. in uh, Lincoln Park. Very nice, very expensive place. Because I'm one step closer to the edge. And now I'm about to. <laughs> I won't, I'm about to not be able to make rent. Anyway. Oh. Anyway, um, no, so, like, on Clark Street, which is, like, the closest big main, main drag there, yeah, uh, some couple claim they saw the Mothman. Oh, yeah. And most most people think, like, it was a big bird, like a hawk or an owl, which kind of, yeah, there's an these eagle. big... eagle? No, I don't think an eagle. I think <laughs> okay. more like a hawk or owl. A lot of these predatory birds that, like, prey on pigeons and Hawks aren't and that big, though. Oh well, it was basically they, the the ra- are. the rational explanation is that it was like some kind of big fucking bird that like this couple that were walking around there just it like happened to like fly by it, but no, everyone's convinced that it was the Mothman. I actually like walked over to like the location. It was like less mm-hmm. than five minute walk from me. I'm like, okay, they saw the Mothman here. I look around. How could how could they mistake how could they see a fucking Mothman here? How could anyone else not see this thing? It's a big popular area, but this one couple just happens to see it. But se- but since then they've been seeing like Mothman sightings out at O'Hare, hmm. which makes a little more sense. I mean, it's more out in the open. It's not like a big metropolitan bougie area. I've always thought about those distributed Mothman sightings as like, so I don't know if you played this game, but obviously someone in this audience has played Final Fantasy VI. And so... Uh, and oh, yeah, I, I did think... Did you play it? Mate, no, I don't think I played it, but I've seen, like, friends play it. Okay, it was three on Super Nintendo. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. With no, Tara, I, the girl with the green hair. And, oh, no, no, not that okay. one, though. Okay. I, I remember watching Final Fantasy... I had a friend who, uh, had PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and okay. we were, like, watching play, like, Final Fantasy and all that on sure. those. Well, in in this particular game, there's an enemy called Doomgaze, and, like, the way that you great fight name. it... Great yeah, name. Right, Doomgaze. Doom it's, like, the best genre of music ever invented. <laughs> but, so, anyway, Doom Doomgaze, you, like, fly your airship around, and you have a random encounter with him in the sky. Yeah. And so, like, that's what I always think of as the Mothman sightings in Chicago. Like, they're having, like, the airships are having Doomgaze encounters over O'Hare. That's hilarious. Well, they also say, like, the Mothman, if he's around, then, like, 
bad shit will happen afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, pe- I'm not kidding you when I, like, read the comments. Some people were thinking, like, a 9-11 level event was about to happen <laughs> that week in Chicago because the Mothman was around. Dude. And it was a lovely week, so, like, nothing happened. You so, know, So much for that uh, prediction. The moth, so much for that prophecy, if you want to call prophecy. it that. The Mothman prophecies. <laughs> you remember in the beginning of Ghostbusters when Bill Murray's character is like talking to people who believe the world's going to end? And, and it's like his radio talk show is like people calling in. It's, yeah. it's like sort of like an Art Bell type yeah. call in radio show. And, like, he's just completely nonplussed by everyone and, like, completely just sarcastic yeah. about the whole thing. <laughs> That's how I always fucking feel when I'm hearing these stories. Like, I really like to surround myself with these stories, but I always just find myself going, huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you, folks, uh, the world will end, but uh, probably because we fucked our climate up. <laughs> no- nothing like some guy... N- not. Nothing in the Bible, not some fucking guy named Nostradamus, <laughs> not some from the Aztecs that you've completely misunderstood. Turns out it was that fucking Tesla that Elon Musk sent into space just comes yeah. back around and fucking cracks the planet in half. Oops. Yeah, and it turns out that uh, while this is happening, Elon Musk is dressed up like Wario. <laughs> Did you see that fucking SNL? Honestly, dude, I, w- I watched maybe two minutes of it or one minute of it. I, I couldn't get through it. It was dude, very it, difficult. It was a very watch. cringe episode. It was very cringe. I was uh, visiting my folks at that time for Mother's Day. I just wanted to see Grimes, and I didn't even I didn't, get that I far. Didn't, I didn't know that was Grimes, so they pointed it out mm-hmm. later. And the nails. Yeah, I mean, she makes a hot princess peach. She does. Even though she speaks in Italian, like, oh, no, Mario. Like, that's not how princess peach speaks. I know. God damn it. Yep, there was many factual inaccuracies there. Well, like, also, the Wario mustache was, like, crooked yeah, on Elon's face. The, yeah. whole th- the, whole, the whole show was cringe from, like, top to bottom. Yep. Like, the whole fucking... Doctor Z or something. I didn't see anything else of it. I don't it, regularly it, watch Saturday Night Live I'm, or I'm, television. I'm still a, I'm still a fan, but it's one of those like eh, I just look up clips on YouTube. That's exactly fun. what I did because I was like, oh, Elon Musk is a meme on fucking it, Facebook it was, today. It was it was a shitty show. Like it had like a it's a General Hospital. It was like Gen Z Hospital, and all the actors are pretending to be. Zoomers. It was fucking awful. Then they, of course, they had, like, the skit where, like, I I guess, like, they're suing Wario for killing Mario or something. Mm -hmm. And Elon Musk is Mario. Yeah. And I guess they claimed... And uh, they had, like, the weekend update where, like, uh, Elon Musk was, like, this big crypto genius guy. He... (laughs) it, It sucked. And also, because, like, it, as his character, he was, like, doing a bunch of weird movements. And he kept doing this, which, yeah, for people who don't know, it's considered, like, the 
It was like the okay symbol. I ha- I absolutely despise the fact that people are trying to make that a white power symbol oh, because it, it, it's it, okay it, in diving. It, 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 like it, that's it, how you say I'm well, not dying right now. Well, when you're it's been it's been like half a decade. Pretty much is. But, that's uh, bullshit, dude. That's I, how you say you're okay when you're underwater. I know. We're I know. Taking it back. I know. Scuba di- divers. I know. Different scuba divers. Take it back. This is. T- <laughs> t- calm down. <laughs> no, I will not, sir. No, different contexts. I've had enough. No, and Elon Musk, like, he's not like a Richard Spencer, but he's kind of considered up there in a way with, like, the alt-right crowd, mostly because, like, cancel culture and all that bullshit. And also so when they he's see, from South Africa and yeah, was alive during the apartheid. Yeah, his parents profited off that, yeah, remember? exactly. Yeah, so everyone's thinking, like, I don't think it was intentional, but... Everyone's thinking like he's getting the white power symbol the entire time during this skit he was yeah. doing. Oh, and of course there's the controversy that he claimed that he has Asperger's. Which, for one, uh, I don't even, they say he's not even like the term they use anymore. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, that's a big controversy I'm not involved in. Yeah. Uh, and, and two, uh, in a way they thought it was, thought it was him trying to like somewhat explain away his shitty behavior like oh well okay I said that I did that but I have Asperger's or it's like dude if you're aware of it you're making excuses that's just as bad mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know I don't know how to feel about people like that like uh, I don't know I, he's well aware even if he does have it, he's well aware enough Yeah. so when he like busts an attempt of unionization at Tesla, he just can't say like, "Oh, I have Asperger's, guys. I have why I had bust your union up." Fair. Oh God, you know, nearly an hour of bullshit. One hour of bullshit for your listening pleasure. I got a real question though. Sure. Something we can talk about. Shoot. Yeah, uh, summer's about to come up. You know that soon. I know Memorial Day weekend's about to come up. Mm-hmm. Isn't that when summer officially starts? Or I think that's the unofficial start of summer, and it's like the summer solstice is like June twenty first or twenty second uh, or something like that. Well, I've explained my plans to you, but I'll announce to the audience: I am back on my bullshit this year because I am vaxxed <laughs> and whatnot. I am going to New Orleans this summer. It's a traveling man. Up and everywhere, man. Up and everywhere, man. Anyway, uh, yeah, my big trip last year, uh, well, well, my week-long trip was here in Kalamazoo. Failed writer's retreat. Oh, God, that sucked. <laughs> and my big trip. You know where I went on my big fucking trip? Like, I spent a weekend there. I think you told me. Oh, I did. Tra- Traverse City? No, no. It's in Ohio. Give up. I give up. Cleveland. Gross. I've never been to Cleveland before. (laughs) And there you go. There's my big summer vacation there. My big summer trip to fucking Cleveland. (laughs) I drove through Cleveland a couple weeks ago. Uh, Oh, uh, how was that? I think I stopped at a pilot and took a shit and then kept going. I don't ever want to stop in Ohio. I Epic. 
I have an easy pass now, so I don't ever have to stop in Ohio. As long as I have a full tank of gas when I leave here, I can get all the way to Pennsylvania without getting out of my car. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I went there mainly to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And okay, cool, I did, cool. I did check a few art places. Like, I stopped by the Christmas Story House. Dude, yeah, dude, that's cool as fuck. And being, <laughs> being a Michigander, you kind of have to make fun of Ohio because of the whole, like, what is it, the War of eighteen twelve yeah, Toledo? And I almost fought that up with Noah Cicero last week because uh, he's from Ohio originally. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I know that we're genetically supposed to hate each other because, like, yeah. did we go to war once? Right. I, I still love you, dude, yes. but but come on. But and I mean, we got the better end of the deal out of Toledo because they got Toledo, which is a shithole, yeah. and we got the UP, which is fucking amazing, and so. To be completely honest, last time I went to Toledo to see a fellow poet and podcaster, Dan Denton. Hey, what's up, Dan? Uh, yeah, I honestly couldn't tell for a sec when I, that I was in Toledo. Cause, like, Might as well the, have been the, Detroit. <laughs> like, the roads were so shitty. I'm yeah. like, wait, am I in Ohio yet? Oh, I am? I literally couldn't tell our difference because our roads are equally garbage. I will say, Cleveland is not a shitty town. It's a cool town. Honestly. And same with... Um, What's the one that's on the river and borders Kentucky? It's like way south. Columbus? No, I, I, that I, one's on a river, but not the one I'm talking about. I I honestly don't know. Man. Yeah, that's okay. I'll think about it. Well, I believe it also starts with a C, though. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, honestly, I did have a good time. I could see why people make fun of Cleveland, especially that uh, Cleveland tourist video. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, I saw the... I saw the I saw, like, they still have the, um... This train is carrying jobs out of Cleveland. We're so awkward that we think this <laughs> is art. And that, that art is still there, by the way. Like, I nice. instantly recognize it, and that line came through my head. I know, dude, my parents would love to go see the Christmas Story house. I know, like, Uh, I didn't go into it. But you but, drove but, by it. No, I, I drove in there, and first of all, the neighborhood, wow, it's packed, like... You ever been to a neighborhood where, like, there's just so much housing just crammed together and the roads are, like, really small? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And thank God they had a parking lot there so that I could, like, get out. I didn't have to, like, park in the middle of the road or anything. Oh, right. So I could, like, go up and, like, take a picture of the house. And apparently you could stay at the house. Weird. Yeah, but... That's really weird. But it's... Yeah, you could sleep in the same beds and shift, but it's like 500 bucks a night. Oh my god. Uh, I would never want to do that. Oh. For like half a grand? Gross. I would go see it. I think oh, yeah. that movie's fun. I like it. Yeah, and also being a true crime nerd that I am, I did try to visit spots of like their great unknown serial killer called the Cleveland Torso Murderer. Mm-hmm. A guy who literally kidnapped people and like chop off their heads and limbs and dump them in the river. But uh what a pleasant guy. Yeah. I wish I, his name was Terry. Probably is. <laughs> no, Terry Terry Shushek wishes he could be that cool. And say he's a fucking meth head wasting away in Michigan prison, probably dreaming about bullying me for my Jinko jeans. I hope you die, Terry. Fuck off. I hope the prison seamstress hems your pants exactly. ankle high. Uh, no, I hope someone. I hope someone pretends you're a you're a sex offender. You get fucking knifed. Fucking hey, Terry. Yeah, fuck him. Get shanked. 
<laughs> exactly. Anyway, um, so I did try to like visit some of the spots for that, mm-hmm. particularly a bridge, but uh, that's that's apparently like still destroyed during like some uh, racial riots. Huh. You know, a couple decades later, and the the and the bridge is still there and it's still fucked up. They never repaired it. And they kind of consider it like a uh, symbol of racism in in Cleveland. So uh, <laughs> I tried to visit, but. Man, it's in like this really industrialized area, and I just couldn't get to it at all, despite what my Tom Tom brought me to. <laughs> Tom Tom. So yeah, I'd like to visit Cleveland again, actually, but but probably now that everything's starting to open up. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah. But last year there were some things opening up, but I was just too paranoid and everything. I just kind of walked around. Yeah. Anyway, so this summer I'm going to New Orleans, so I can't wait for that. And what really attracted me to that is uh, kind of the same way that I was attracted to London. It's just that it's so old and so exotic, like so different than what I'm used to that I was like, holy shit, I gotta check this place out. Yeah, I've never been, man. I've always wanted to go. Well, so I'm staying right in the French Quarter, and uh, well, my aunt and uncle have been there, and according to them, it's a dirty and smelly. <laughs> which I'm like, that's yeah. what my brother says about it as well. Yeah, which is like that's kind of what I want. I want. Yeah, like, right. I yeah, know. It's yeah, because like uh, ocean commerce, like yeah, for nasty all, south, swampy, dirty south, <laughs> dirty south. Yeah, I thought that was it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, actually, I was talking to my cousin when uh, she she went to uh, Spain a couple years ago. You know, I went to London. We were talking about that. Other places we wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And she said off bat, like, well, you know, I've heard, I've been told that, like, Paris is old and dirty. So I'm like, well, that's the good thing. It's. God, I hated I'm, fucking Paris when I was there. Uh, we, we can get to that sometime. Yeah, the train's coming. <clears throat> it's going to be loud. Yeah, hopefully it won't, like, fucking overturn. <laughs> didn't that... Didn't that happens, like, once a year. Yeah. Yeah, like, some guy just goes too fast. Yeah, there's a huge bend right there. So, like, when you... When they head east out of out of this station on these lines, like, there's a switching yard. Yeah. And there's, like, some pretty steep bends around the river. And they just, like, don't know it or whatever because it's not on the or map. They just, or they just... They just want to get out Kalamazoo so fast. Right, dude. They're like, oh, uh, it smells like I'll, shit down I'll, here. Uh, I'll take a chance. Uh, dude, on the way home, I have to drive down uh, at Riverview, yeah. like right by graphic packaging, and sometimes it smells nice. like straight up fucking dude. butthole. Dude, in it's that these fucking, fucking intersections. These, these fucking paper mills. I know. Like in my hometown, we got a place called Decorative Panels, mm-hmm. and it used to be a place called Abitibi, but that's kind of just like the nickname now because always switching names. Sure. And it's the paper plant, and it just stinks up the entire northern north side of Alpino the old yeah. the old part of town yeah the uh, the like, uh, waste processing plant is also really really close to it as yeah. well so like sometimes you get those two smells combining uh, as you go up Riverview yeah, Ron, Ron White has like a really good bit about like the paper mill in like his hometown or something mm-hmm. it was so good that the paper mill actually sued him for defamation <laughs> but he was able to prove that they fucking made everything stank. Yeah, if it's true, then yeah. it's not defamation. Yeah. You, yeah, you know how bad decorative panels and Alpina smells? 
Hmm. It smells so bad that, like, over, a little over a year ago, I think this was, like, before the COVID. Before COVID. Mm-hmm. Maybe it may at the beginning. It's somewhere around there. A guy who, like, lived across from the plant uh, decided to start taking pot shots at it. <laughs> Just and, shooting his gun at, yeah, at sh- the fucking yeah, plant. I, I think something bad happened beforehand, like, <clears throat> I don't know, something with his marriage or something. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he just went outside like, started shooting at the plant. What if his wife left because, like, she's like, if you don't move out of this house, then I'm leaving you. And he's like, but this was my grandfather's house. He built it with his own hands from a Sears and Roebuck catalog. We can't leave. That's actually that's actually really accurate. Is uh, it bad? Yeah, a lot, a lot of... I'd shoot at the fucking place too, man. Yeah, yeah. so he was shooting at it, and like people who were like working like on top of it for whatever reason like mm-hmm. had a... One of whom is actually one of my cousins, by the way. Because of course it's how people. I wouldn't shoot at the people. I would yeah, shoot yeah. at the tanks. I don't know if he was shooting at the people, but uh, he was shooting at something. These guys like had to duck while this guy across the street was fucking taking pop shots at the paper plant. It's very rude. It's a rude thing for a gentleman to do. I don't know. I guess if if I had to sit there and smell that shit all the time, it would seem logical. It is frustrating. It's something that friend the pod Ted Kaczynski might uh, prove of. Pod Ted Kaczynski. Garrett's <laughs> alter ego in the pod, podcast universe. Well, well you know, if, if, you, if you read my manifesto, I would say that's cool to, to shoot at your local paper plant if you can't stand smelling. Bring donuts back to high schools. Uh, anyway, uh, God, we're getting very really off it. So, uh, actually, there's like really two summer plans for me that are like concrete right now. It's okay. the New Orleans trip and I guess this would count as post-summer since it's in uh, September but I'm uh, attending Pitchfork Music Festival again oh, cool. in Chicago in part because uh, La Palooza looks pretty shitty. Yeah, Post Malone, yay. <laughs> but Limp and, and Biscuit, Ro- are I, they playing on that one? I know they're playing a Yeah, they, they are but I would love to see Limp Biscuit. I really would. Yeah. But uh, and Riot Fest is just selling the fuck out. I mean, goddamn. I think like, I wore my Jinkos in 1999 when I saw Limp Biscuit. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Bump it. Fuck yeah, and some Adidas shell toes. Goddamn, dude. Yep. Fucking, that was me, dude. Fucking Chad shit right that there. That was me. But, um, yeah, I'm keeping an eye out, but, like, Riot Fest has been, like, selling the fuck out. Like, can't get a three-day pass. Can't get, like, the ultra deluxe passes. Mm-hmm. And I guess this... I'm going to keep an eye out this week, but I don't think I'll be able to make it. But they're, they're good. they sold out, like, the three-day passes, but they'll put up, like, single-day passes for sale. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't think I'll be able to get it, but see what happens. But, yeah, I'm going to see a Pitchfork Festival. And, Sweet. Uh, let's see. Most of them I actually don't recognize the bands because Pitchfork is famous for the indie set. Sure. Which, of course, you know, everyone's like, I don't recognize these bands or some guy, you know, oh, it's very snooty this year. Let's see, like, I recognize uh, Danny Brown, the rap, Detroit rapper. Okay. He's very awesome. Uh, and uh, Kim Gordon of Sonic Youth is going to be performing. Uh, St. Vincent. Okay. And the, the one that made me finally decide, like, okay, I'm going to get past see this is uh, Animal Collective. Okay. No idea what they... Uh, no, none of these bands you've listed. I know Sonic Youth. That's, actually, uh, 
I've, I first went to Pitchfork in 2014, their headlines were way more solid and, like, more well-known. Right on. I mean, the first night was Beck. Definitely a well-known artist. Yep. And honestly, I, I say, like, halfway until, like, he did a loser that I left. Because mm-hmm. I'm not a big Beck fan, but I still enjoyed it. He's Sec- a Scientologist. Did you know that? Is he? I thought he quit that. Maybe he did. I don't know. Anyway. Talking out of my ass. I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt. Anyway, second one was a Neutral Milk Hotel. Okay. You ever heard of them? Yeah. I love you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I never listened to them, but an uh, uh, old manager of mine when I worked for a a company that made Mexican food. Um, <laughs> she, she was really into Neutral Milk Hotel, and like oh, I had to they, drive her to a concert. Oh, they only had like one. They only released one epic album, so okay. it's pretty easy to get into. Right on. Then finally, the third night, and uh, the most epic one of all, Kendrick Lamar. Right. And this was like right after this was after he released a Good Kid, Mad City. Mm-hmm. It's a great album, and holy shit, he brought it down. It was talented man, that Kendrick uh, Lamar, talented uh, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So man, yeah. 20, 2014 Pitchfork was awesome. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> but and honestly, uh, if I honestly I didn't know if I would go with this one, but I'm just. Well, after the events of last year, that's like, uh, I just want to do something. It's like, ah, fuck it, let's go pitchfork again. Right? There you go. I think that's the way a lot of people feel. They just want to go do something, and so they're going to go to the thing that they already know they enjoy because they just want to reproduce some kind of feeling of, like, being included in a civilization again. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I recently got to attend a, like, normal... So does a quote unquote normal live show, and it was very cathartic for everybody. The performers, the staff, the audience, everybody was just like, "Holy shit!" I forgot how good this feels. So yeah, I'm. I think any any concert, if what you wanted to do was go see a music festival, I think choosing the one that you had already been to is the perfect choice. Uh, I still so, I still would definitely prefer Riot Fest. I think that's what everybody wanted to. Yeah, I know, but it's sold out so fast. It's like, okay, well, might as well. You know, I want to do something. I'm a little skeeved out. I always have been. Like when I went to Lollapalooza in 2011, I think, really skeeved me out, dude. It was hot as hell. You know, I drank a bunch of Bud Light limes and fucking puked in a garbage (laughs) can. It was awful, man. It's all you could uh, get. Like there was I, only like five different things there. And it yeah, was like shitty beer. Yeah, Pitchfork 2014 was in the middle of summer too, so mm-hmm. it was hot. I remember having to wait in line to like fill up my water bottle at the yeah, fucking at the one hose. Stations. Oh, at a hose. See, one, all the, one, one, filling one, one filling station, which is basically one a hose. hose. <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, yeah, I remember that. But this is gonna be September, so it'll probably be. That's a not little too bit, bad. It'll be a little bit cooler. Yeah. Okay. I mean, dude, seeing least, concerts in Grant Park, I mean, like, when they play those evening concerts and you get the lake air, yeah. like, it's really, really nice to go to see the outdoor concerts in Grant Park. But Lollapalooza was fucking awful. It's <laughs> 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 horrible, man. There's people every goddamn where, and, like, the roads shut down and stuff, so, like, traffic's fucked up, and, like, I just think it's a huge problem. But, like, 
obviously it was fun and music festivals are great especially in the middle of a major u.s city like obviously they want to have that and i'm sure riot fest is cool where where is it specifically i don't i don't know like, uh, in chicago where the fuck's my phone I don't know, man. My phone's over there. I can't reach it from where I'm sitting. I'm definitely no, like, not for standing real, up. For real, where the hell is my phone? Oh, it's right there in Are that you bag. Are fucking kidding me? <laughs> Why the fuck did I put that there? You're just trying to keep it safe. It's oh, okay. oh, hey, I got a notification. Uh, new download of Blind Grave Robber slash Agnostic Eggs by Gareth Schalke. My, uh, my first poetry ebook, which is composed of my first poetry chapbooks. There you go, dude. I actually haven't gotten this for a long time, like a notification of a new download. Let's see, who's done it? The customer's email address is catbodanny at gmail.com. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I know it's free, but yeah, thanks for not chipping in anything. Guy, I sound like a dick there. I'm sorry. Kind of. <laughs> no, for real. Uh, thank you. Thank you for downloading it. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks, everyone who's downloaded, bought, enjoyed my works. I appreciate it. We good now? <laughs> Sorry! Ooh, oh, Sorry. Guy fucking sucks sometimes. <laughs> you know, I'm a lot like, in a way, I'm kind of like, in a way, I'm kind of like BoJack Horseman, which I, which as I told Zach earlier, I just spent this last month just going through all six seasons of the show about the sad alcoholic horse. <laughs> and he has his ups and downs, and I just feel like him a little bit. Not like the real skeezy stuff either, like criminal shit he does, but like being a dick unintentionally and lots of drinking. <laughs> lots of drinking. Lots and lots of drinking and being sad. <laughs> all right, let's see. Okay, is Riot Fest is take place in Douglas Park Golf Course? Huh. What? That yeah. actually sounds promising. I mean, first of all, it's not a golf course, which is awesome, because fuck golf courses. Yeah, but, like, shade, that's an opportunity for shade trees and, like, open spaces and stuff, because Lollapalooza was kind of rough, man. Yeah, see, so, uh... Oh, they're already actually advertising for Riot Fest 2022, huh. where uh, I guess the original Misfits are going to be performing. Nice. You know, with Danzig and Jerry only. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, in Douglas Park. Hmm. So, uh, okay, Zach, uh, what about you? Any plans for the summer? Not really, man. I'm working. I've got some, like, personal goals, like... Not personal as in I'm not willing to share them, but it's just not really a whole lot about business or art necessarily. Uh, a lot of what I'm doing is like assisting other people and getting their shit done, which has kind of been my function for several years now. Um, and a lot of that stuff is like not capable of being talked about yet, but I am getting heavily involved in live music in a number of ways, both as a player and a, as a producer and as a content creator and as a uh, audio technician and as a sound guy and all sorts of stuff. So I'm very heavily steeped in music right now. I'm working actually, on at least four simultaneous projects. Actually, uh, folks, Zach here has told me exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> and you know what? You too can hear it on our Patreon episodes uh. that, I've 
of that I secretly record and put on. Because <laughs> I am a scumbag. <laughs> well, if he's been secretly recording me, then you know no, what I'm up to. No, I don't have a Patreon, folks. <laughs> I have one, but no one has ever subscribed to me. Aww. Aww. Honestly, I don't put out enough stuff that I think to really justify I, I, I don't either. I would, ho- I would refund it if anyone did. Yeah, and... And I'm kind of, not Patreon, but, like, stuff like Kickstarter and GoFund and that. Yeah. I'm saving that for, like, something really bad happens to me. Like, I get a cancer diagnosis mm-hmm. or I'm in a car accident and I need a new car to pay off medical bills. Yeah. That's what I'm really saving it for. Because God knows my luck, that's probably going to happen. <laughs> I think you get into dangerous territory doing the crowdfunding thing, man. I used to really believe in it. And, I mean, I still contribute to crowdfunding stuff projects to albums and tours and stuff like yeah. that i'll still oh yeah I, to. I mean the only patreon that i really give to is a uh, last podcast on the left mm. so i can get their episodes <clears throat> the patreon people that i donate to are all boat builders or uh like backyard a, engineers a, a very niche yeah category. i really well I, I don't know man i really like boat building that's kind of like the thing Let's that see. I'll probably never actually do. That's just like really casual for me to watch. Yeah, and like the virgin, I love it. The virgin Garrett, you know, gives his Patreon the last podcast and other well-known figures. The Chad Zach Elmblad, <laughs> meanwhile, gives it to like random unknown boat makers in both Massachusetts and Seattle. Uh, be the Chad Elmblad, <laughs> and I, I also give money to a guy that like bought property in Nevada and he's trying to create like a little representation of a Mars base in the middle of nowhere that has like plants and chickens and shit that he can well, like self-sustain in. That's a lot better but than... Better, uh, he's kind of like Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> oh, it's a lot better than some. Like, you ever heard of uh, Black Hammer? No. Oh, God, dude. Look him up. Uh, Black Hammer is this quote-unquote leftist organization mm-hmm. that uh, is supposed to that they're trying to create a, a new a new civilization for people of color, and uh, very weird, uh, very anti-Semitic. Hmm. Like they're bragging about how they burned the diary of Anne Frank. Jesus, and, and, man. The, and their leader like makes videos. She's just a little girl. And this, Jesus, she might not have even existed. That oh, that's yeah. a that's a very anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. Oh, is it? Yeah, that yeah. she didn't actually exist, and that like. A group of nefarious Jews came together, like make it to write it up. Wow! And, and like, I'm just being exposed to this idea right now, and no, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty wild. Anyways, this group—they're not jobs. They claim they're leftists, but they're very anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. The the leader of it like makes videos where he's like wearing Joker makeup, and uh, they recently tried apparently tried to like purchase a. Uh, land out in some desert area claiming that they're gonna like make a new city for people of color only you know people who have been colonized so we can't visit it. how do you feel about that just conceptually like if if there was a seditionist not seditionist a secessionist movement of like like a- any any race mexican people any yeah. anybody anybody that's a, a minority in the united states if they wanted to make their own say state or like take existing United States territory and develop it, and then ocu- like choose who gets to occupy it based on race. What, what do you think about that? Just as a concept. Oh, uh, it, it won't work. 
because, uh, well, a few things. Uh, one, one, those, those, what? <laughs> Nothing. I, you're, you, you're starting to crack a smile, and I can't help. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I thought <laughs> we're da- we're again in dangerous so, territory here. No, no, I thought, no, I thought because I'm kind of stuttering, collecting my thoughts. Like, oh no, no, he's full of shit. No, I, nothing like that. No, no, Black Hammer exemplifies it too. Is mm. is one? No, this is different than say like specific groups or safe spaces. But when you create, like, huge movements where, like, you just want to secede from society in mm-hmm. general, and especially if you base it along something like racial lines, it's never really going to work. Because, uh, one, there's too much corruption in those things. Mm-hmm. Two, they're just really fucking weird to have, like, their... They have, like, they'll, they'll have, like, either from the get-go their own shitty rules, or, like, they'll have, like, basic rules, but then, like... They'll become worse as they go along. Mm-hmm. They start excluding more people. And finally, three. Uh, despite our troubles, you know we're not a post-racial society, but we are integrated to a point mm-hmm. where, like, I just don't. I just don't think like a one, a, a society where it's like solely one racial group only. What or, about and, or Indian and, reservations, though? Yeah, because they they exist as autonomous units. Yeah, you know? yeah, true. But have you? But they're but they live in awful conditions. Yeah, oh, dude, I know, I know. And, and, that's and, not, and, and that's, they were they were and, forced to do that. Yeah, too. I know. They didn't and do I'm it not, voluntarily. And, and I'm not blaming yeah. them either. I'm certainly am not because they no, live. I'm in just awful expl- I'm asking I, questions, I, man. I'm not. I'm curious. Asking the questions that need to be asked. No, I'm not even trying to be like that about it. I just say, I know. you know, well, because part of me wants to say, all right, well, go ahead. You know, I, know. I don't give a fuck. If I know. you want to I know. band together and go move in the woods, I I'm actually kind of for that. If, you, I know. if that's what you want to do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not saying go. Don't go do it. I'm just saying it's not gonna work. I think you're probably right. And yeah. guess and guess what? It didn't work either because mm-hmm. uh, some some police department actually made a tweet recently, just came up like a day or two ago, saying that they were called on a group that was trespassing. So they went there and. Uh, Turned out it was Black Hammer, and uh, it was on the land that they claimed that they brought, they bought. But it turns out the deal fell through, and they didn't actually buy it. Oh my god! Even though they made a bunch of propaganda saying like, "We've bought this land. We're going to make our own city. Isn't this great?" If you ever seen pictures of the land, I can show you later. It looks like garbage, dude. Like it looks like a fucking desert. Like there's like no rivers or water, and there's no like. I'm far from, like, an expert on farming and that, but it does look like you couldn't even plant anything. Mm-hmm. And hmm. It is a big fucking joke, and, yeah. and some reasonable leftists, such as me, reasonable, think that, at worst, at best, it's like this guy just grifting, you know, him and his Joker makeup while he's burning the Diary Fan Frank. Hmm. He's just trying to grift money out of people of color. Or, two, it's a CIA op. Just Fair to make, enough. Yeah, I think it's a grifter. But, uh... But, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Check out the Black Hammer saga. It's hilarious. Alright, I will. <laughs> oh, interesting. But, man. yeah, it's... What a world. Yeah, it's funny It's funny to, to people like me, you know, ha-ha, as I go work at my warehouse job while I got cold. But, uh... But yeah, it's just an example of like any why I think in leftism you have to engage in our society. You have to, in our capitalist society, mm-hmm. you have to stay here and fight 
for what's right, I guess. Yeah. But it's when you exclude and be like, fuck it, I'm going to go off and make my own society. It just doesn't work. Because you do have to integrate. Like, yeah. society is not just, like, a segmented thing. It's, it's a global yeah, e- collective consciousness. Yeah. I mean, I remember here in Kalamazoo, when I lived here in early 2010s, when the Occupy movement was going on, mm-hmm. there was this dude, he was like a, uh, not Amish, Mennonite, I believe they're called. Yeah. Yeah, this was Mennonite hippie guy, mm-hmm. and he basically started, like, an encampment in, like, this swamp area around Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. And this, this was a, this was, this guy was good. Like, he wasn't a dickhead. He wasn't, like, a grifter. Like, he honestly wanted to, like, create, like, a nice place for people to sell if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And, of course, a lot of it was homeless people. Sure. And, uh, and some of it was, like, actual nut jobs. Like, we were told, like, not to bother one guy because he would freak out and assault you if you, like, talk to him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there were some <clears throat> drugs back there. Sure. And this guy, he, like, he dreamt of, like, building, like, a hobbit hut, like, what Bilbo lives in. Like an earth ship? Yeah, he yeah. wanted to make that because he loved Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, dude, because remember, this was Occupy. Occupy was, like, right downtown in front of, like, Bank of America. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing was like, oh, this is fun and all, but we should all go to my encampment and live there. Like, you're not going to solve shit doing that. Yeah. Like, you're not going to solve, like, the homeless problem here in Kalamazoo by, like, set up your little hobbit hut that includes, like, one weird guy that you tell everyone not to fuck with. Yeah, just a little hermit. Yeah. Yeah, so, he wants to be malicious, but it's like, dude, this shit ain't going to fucking work. Mm -hmm. And finally, it did get shut down by the cops. We're like... Hey, uh, you guys got to move here. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, the big homeless encampment downtown got shut down a couple of months ago. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Mm-hmm. Like, a fire got started, too. Yeah, well, it was on fire many times. Yeah. And I also saw how they try, how they also tried to uh, take over a building here that was owned by a bank. Yeah, it, it just it was right next to the... Yeah, it just the cops just immediately came in and shut that shit down. Yeah. Can't be doing that. I mean, you want to. I don't know, man. Like, you know, I want to encourage people to have revolutionary thought and radical thought. But a lot of times, man, if you just like take a what ten thousand mile view of shit, you're just like, what? What are you? What? Well, the well, this is you this know? is well, this is very different than like that camera I just described or Black Hammer because these are right. people it that is. are and people well, that are of course the Black Hammer stuff. thing you were saying is like anti-Semitism it's like weird militant well, well, pseudo cult well, well, shit well, well yeah these are people that are going out of their way to make a settlement make a settlement away from society mm-hmm. what we're talking about is like homeless people who have really nowhere else to go yeah those and are they, definitely and, two different and things they, and right. they see a building that's like uh, that's been unoccupied for years. I'm fucking freezing. I'm gonna go in there. Right, and I, I guess that's that's where my my like conflict lies. Like I, on one hand, think that they should be able to do that, and I, on the other hand, think that if it was my building, I wouldn't want them to be able to do that. Yeah. And then I think, well, what's the solution then? And the solution, I think is they should have a place that they could be able to go that's not an abandoned building and that's not the street. And, like, 
a lot of people would say, well, that's the definition of a homeless shelter, but there's so many religious weird things tied to that. Uh, yeah. That like The homeless, the gospel. Yeah, mission, I, yeah, I would never want to force somebody to be indoctrinated just to get a fucking sandwich. You know what I mean? Yeah, plus there's other issues like bed bugs. And yeah, yeah, transpho- cleanliness. Transphobia, even just general safety. I really like the idea of the small home communities that are propping small up around homes. places. I think that's the most practicable solution where like it gives people an opportunity for space like and we're not talking even big and small home like it's basically pod living but then you're kind of relegating someone to this like little fucking yeah pod, yeah that's, you know? that's very true it's one, one of the things that I'm torn on exactly. on one hand it's exactly like you said on the other hand to me it's like better than nothing <laughs> Exactly, and what? But what? What should we do? And how? What could we do? And I don't know, man. I don't know what the answers to those types of things are. Uh, but well, I don't think receding from society is the answer, yeah, and I don't it's, think it's co- it's encampments are either. Uh, you know? Oh yeah, well, a lot of mine are socialists, and I've ranted about them before. Sure. Yeah, yeah so I know. Every, every, I mean, even a guy about. like Andy Argo would be able to really fucking articulate a really good position on this type of stuff and i've just i'm not educated in that way you know what yeah. i mean but i'm definitely sympathetic well, to the homeless like a lot of those people they they're so fucked there's nothing they can do man and it's they didn't do it you know a lot of times it's like medical shit or like just f- shit that happened to them that they were out of control of that fucked them up like it's not like they were just like i'm gonna go be homeless asshole and yell at cars on the street like they're just yeah. fucked up like I don't know. I, I, I feel bad for them, but they they are irritating. They're kind of like deer. Like uh, no, dude, dude, come on. I know. Uh, well, no, I, I conceptually though. That's I, I'm not trying to dehumanize people by saying that, but that's what I mean. Like when you're from the I guess let's say from the perspective of a motorist just casually driving through town. In many ways, a wandering homeless person is kind of like a deer. Not meaning they're a nuisance, meaning I've got to make sure to watch out for them because they're not fucking paying attention to me. That's what I mean. Not not as in they're, like, animals, but as I, in, like, I, they're hard to fucking... You have to avoid them. Uh, I don't know. I, I get what you mean, but I think that's still a bad comparison. Fair enough, sure. I, I, and, yeah, I'm not trying to call people deer. I'm just saying... It's a fucking problem in our city, and it's a problem in many places in the United States right now, and there aren't many good solutions to it. I'm not claiming I have any, but I am saying that it does interrupt living in a day-to-day world, and I don't think um, that that because, because of that, that it's just a problem to be handled. I think that it... It's an it's a it's evidence that it's become so bad that it just leaks into everyday life, and that and I guess uh, it's one of those things where like maybe it should maybe that society our society has developed in such a way that you know this shit has got to happen in order sure. for there to be change. That's uh, you know, okay. You, you I'm just, saying instigate that change. Find a way. Yeah. Like what is it? Is it UBI? Is it give them? Is it take over a building and let them fucking have it? Because I don't think that's it either, dude. Like, if you let all those people, um, and when I say those people, I'm talking specifically about 
the group of people that were in the homeless encampment that I watched develop over the course of the year where, like, you could clearly tell some of them were trying to live there. Like, they had a little hot tent and they had, like, an organized space and they were trying to, like, live out their life there. Other people were just there to, like, have a place to sleep and, like, people to steal from and to get charity and to throw all their garbage in the river. And, like, I'm not... Again, I'm not trying to shit on homeless people because I've already acknowledged that there's a lot of fucking difficulties that they face and many of them are there from a faultless perspective. But like it's in the middle of a major thoroughfare. There was a bunch of propane tanks that kept getting on fire because they weren't filling them safely or properly. And then they weren't storing them properly. They weren't doing anything that you would need to do to homestead or to take care of your personal property. They were just fucking everything up. And, like, taking over that building, it's a dilapidated-ass building that's probably more likely to fall on them, and that's probably why they didn't let them have it. It's probably not that they they didn't want people in there because they didn't sympathize with them. You know, if they could have put some propane heaters in there and made it safe, I bet you they would have let them. And all sorts of weird shit was happening for coronavirus. That's why they let them stay there in the first place. They would have swept that place out of there so fucking fast, but they let them stay there because they needed a place to be, you know, and I think I think the city government was sympathetic to that as much as they could, but like I think it's I think it's society's problem to solve and to acknowledge, but it's not an everyday person's job to to need to make sure that as they're going down a five lane road in downtown Kalamazoo that they gotta make sure that they're not hitting a guy that fell asleep because he's OD'd or whatever. It's fucking sad and terrifying. And, like, you don't want to cause them harm. But because of where they are and because of what you want to ideologically support but practicably can't support because of the situations that you're presented, like, you want to help them out, but what the fuck do you do? Other than not run them over because you don't want to fucking cause harm to another human being and you acknowledge that they are a human being. But, like... The fact remains the same that the ODing heroin guy is fucking sleeping in the middle of a fucking major thoroughfare, and now traffic is disrupted, and everybody's at risk. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It's just just a fucking example. It doesn't solve anything. Oh. And I'm not trying... And again, I'm not... I guess I'm backpedaling my, like, homeless people are like deer, but I think in the context of a joke, it makes a lot of sense. Huh. <laughs> Well, yeah, our summer's going to be great, you know that? There's a lot of deer on Bronson Boulevard. Uh, 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 okay, I'll just stop now. No, all right, fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> By the way, this is supposed to be a white boy summer, you know that, right? What does that mean? Uh, it's basically a song by uh, Hank... God, who, who's that one guy who played Forrest Gump? Hank's Tom song. Hanks? Yeah, Tom Hanks' song. Chet Hanks is like this rapper and he he put out a song called White Boy Summer (laughs) alright pretty much anything corny and stupid that's going to happen this summer and if it's escaped by white people it's White Boy Summer okay I got it yeah I think that's the big trend alright White Boy Summer alright people being idiots uh Hour and a half. Yeah. What? This is a white boy podcast, actually. This, this is a very white boy episode, actually. 
I think I got the title for this one, too. Tree fucker? <laughs> no, not tree fucker. <laughs> I demand. That's going to be, that's going to be the, that's going to be at the, my new podcast, tree fucker. <laughs> oh, Zach, uh, I think it's a good time to end this podcast. Okay. But before that, uh, I have a gift for you. <laughs> What's that? Well, first of all, I, first of all, I got it and, uh, First, I was thinking about actually uh, messaging you, see if you uh, seen it before. Mm-hmm. But then shit or shit happened. I forgot. That I'm like, oh fuck it. Let's see if he's seen it or not. But uh, it's a movie that I vastly enjoyed. Okay. And uh, I think you actually might enjoy it more. Here, let's show you this film, The End of the Tour. Oh, uh, David Foster Wallace yeah. documentary. Okay. No, uh, I have no, not seen no, this. No, it's not a, docu- not a documentary. It's a movie. Uh, a just movie. Re- read the back. Right. Simply put, it is a masterwork. Whip smart and consistently funny. A warm, winning road trip movie that follows journalist David Lipsky as he interviews legendary author David Foster Wallace. The end of the tour explores friendship, fame, and creative rivalry through two people on a journey that is as enjoyable as it is unforgettable. Yes. This is awesome. Is yeah. that Ray Seahorn? Yeah, have you ever seen this movie? No. Well, now you can uh, have it. Because, uh, as I say before, I'm, I'm not a big fan of DFW, but I am a fan of uh, writer movies. Movies okay. that are about writers, even sure. if I don't like them. Yeah, I really enjoyed this film. Awesome, dude. Yeah, and, uh, I'll watch this. Yeah, and uh, how should I put it? Uh, well, uh, well, DFW in this uh, movie, the way he's portrayed by uh, Jason Segel, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, he's very infuriating. He looks just like him. Yeah, he does, too, that. And uh, he's very infuriating of a personality. Like, uh, when I think about myself as, like, a writer, uh, writer in general, mm-hmm. even a podcaster, I would say I'm very enthusiastic. Even if, like, the stuff I'm writing is dour or sad, like, I'm very excited to talk to people and to communicate, make connections. Mm-hmm. DFW, at least portrayed in this film, is not so much. Hmm. Like, there's a scene where, like, the journalist, Dave Liskey, portrayed by Jace, what's his name? Jesse Eisenberg mm-hmm. yeah uh, he's saying he calls him up saying like hey David my name is blah 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 I'd like to interview you for Rolling Stone and he says like and TFW replies how'd you get this number he says oh well your agent gave it to me well lose it and he hangs up like wow uh yeah now I won't try to spoil anything for you but uh there's some moments where like it gets very tense a lot of it's mostly due to DFW's personality. Yeah. And most of the time I thought, like, God, what a fucking dick. Like, if I was that journalist, in one particular scene, when you watch it, you'll see why. I would be like, God, I would have punched him right in the fucking face if he treated me like that. <clears throat> but there was a few times that I actually uh, empathized and identified with DFW. 
Particularly because uh, there's a scene where he's like, after a tense moment, you know, they're both kind of hating, hating each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's trying to explain why, like, he, his personality isn't constructed and it's not fake. And he goes on these various reasons why. And there's, and there's one line where he noting, it's like, yeah, well, you know, and I'm 34 years old. And I'm still going to be writing on that blank page. Yeah, I'm about to turn 34 next month. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the same thing. Like, because at this time, Wallace isn't married or anything. He's living with dogs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I'm in my mid-30s too. I'm unmarried and I'm just looking at this page. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I know we've talked about Infinite Jest on this podcast yeah. several times. I recently... Uh, that, that was, And that's the tour too, is that he yeah. published Infinite Jest that is now becoming the literary icon that he's now become. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, a few other things, because uh, I watched this on Friday, very drunk, and uh, a few trivia, because uh, when they were showing some sh- some uh, shots of, uh, of them driving around talking, I noticed something in particular. I'm like, that looks very familiar that street wait, wait no fucking way so I looked up on uh, Wikipedia Let's see yeah here's what I said when you're talking about production wait a minute god this is for some other fucking movie called I'll explain in a sec anyway here's filming okay cause uh it's supposed to take place in Illinois and Minnesota mm-hmm. but principal photography began February 2014 Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Hudsonville, Michigan, and continue for five weeks. Huh. So, a good portion of this film takes place in Grand Rapids. Like, I recognize the street. The street that I recognized was 28th Street. Huh. Especially, like, you know, where there's, like, the Burger King and the McDonald's and a few other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I recognize that, like, right off the bat. I'm like, wow. holy shit. Then, uh, on March 2014, it was announced that filming was taking place at the J.W. Marriott Grand Rapids, and shooting was set to wrap up soon. Hmm. Yeah, it's right downtown. One of, the, one of the big scenes where it's supposed to be in Minnesota is right downtown Grand Rapids. Weird. Yep, and furthermore, uh, the Muskegon Airport was used for scenes representing O'Hare, and uh, then they did some stuff. They did go to Minnesota at the to do some filming around Mall of America and some bridge. Hmm. And uh, what's even funnier, and I remembered this too, is uh, Jesse Eisenberg. As far as I know, this is his second movie that he's ever filmed in Grand Rapids. Huh. There's another one he did about a comedy called like 20 Minutes or Less, where he plays like a pizza delivery guy in Grand Rapids uh, who like gets a bomb strapped to his neck. He has to do a robbery. Which is based on a famous true crime story, by the way. Mm-hmm. There was a dude that got, like, his... Who got, like... Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you, yeah. you remember what I'm talking about. I'm familiar, yeah. yeah. But it ended up being not a bomb. It was, like... that They told him it was a bomb, but there wasn't enough time for... No, no, he, it, oh, was, yeah, it was a bomb. His yeah, head yeah. got blown off. Yeah, they found yeah. him dead, but yeah, then... Yeah, his head got blown off. He, he didn't have enough time to complete the tasks to to do like what he was told would have supposedly 
been able to defuse the bomb. Like, once the bomb was initiated, it was going to go off anyway, like, yeah. regardless of whether he did the shit or not. Yeah. So it was like they made him go on a wild yeah. goose yeah. chase. Yeah. yeah, so this comedic film that was starred Jesse Eisenberg is based in Grand Rapids was based on that. Wild. So it's like, wow, this guy's done, like, two movies and filmed in Grand Rapids. He might as well just move here at this <laughs> point. Maybe he did. Oh, that'd be the shit. Jesse Eisenberg, Grand Rapids. <laughs> no, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. That's the movie. I'm sure you'll... I think you'll enjoy it. Awesome, yeah. I'll watch it for sure. All right, dude. Uh, nearly two hours. We went our usual Joe Rogan yeah. length. Good length. <clears throat> uh, anything you would uh, like to promote? Not necessarily. Not yet. Stay tuned for large announcements from me. Uh, and uh, as for me, uh, listen to the last episode with uh, Noah Cicero. I'm really glad that I did that interview, and I hope it uh, blows up big, of course. Hell yeah. And uh, as for me, uh, well, nothing new recently. Uh, just check out my website, garrettschelke.tumblr.com, uh, at garrettschelke on Twitter. And this podcast, uh, at Shelky Podcast on Facebook. And of course, you know, Pandora, Internet Archive, iHeartRadio, YouTube, uh, Smoke Signals, other th- interdimensional podcasting, podcast stations. You probably hear this piece of shit on. Dan, dude, you're really shaking. Are you just, uh. No, I'm. My legs are just moving. Oh, uh, okay. I was about to say, you really want to get done? No, my legs are moving. I'm a drummer. I can't sit still for two hours. I have to move around. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's, let's wrap this thing up. Okay, that's that's out of it, folks. Uh, Zach, thanks for being on again. Of course. Thanks for making up those stickers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, folks, uh, we made up stickers. One for this podcast. And one Real for, merchandise. Uh, one for Godin. Yeah, merch. Maybe I'll sell it, but you might just see it in a town near you on like a <laughs> stop sign or a subway door or one of those signs says like this is a drug free neighborhood <laughs> alright folks that's it and uh hell yeah it's, one, it's been one of those podcasts and here is the outro song yeah. see ya
in these tattered homes Let our hearts let them still shine through Though we go our own way I hope there'll come a day Where every road will lead me back to you Let them still shine through